Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 25 of the Making Awesome podcast. And today we have a topic dear to my heart, how to talk to engineers, because there is a right way and there is a wrong way. Um, but before we get started, as always, let's hit the billing department. Grant. Yeah, I mean, who else is going to pay the bills around here other than me, right? <laughs> <laughs> you guys assisting it, but I'm the one writing the stupid checks, so <laughs> is what it is. But as always, this episode is supported by 3D Musketeers. If you want to make awesome, you can reach out to us at 3DMusketeers.com for all of your rapid prototyping, inventing, and, well, just basically awesome needs. We're here to get you from art to part what we do and coming soon the making awesome academy Ooh. anyways i'm gonna keep teasing it because then it has to be real exactly <laughs> i can't just give up put that on pressure it. on yourself <laughs> uh but yeah this episode's all about uh chapter sorry chapter sorry. all about Not episode chapter engineers yes because we we've had some meetings recently where well there's some crosstalk and mm -hmm. what what the client is saying versus what they're clearly trying to ask is opposite ends of the spectrum. And what occurs is we have to start guessing yeah. because when we ask for clarification, we don't always get it in what we want. Great example. Hey, you know, the, hey, can we send you guys some files to take a look at to print? No problem. We accept step files, IGES files, uh, and STL files. Those are what we will accept to print off of, or SLD part, F3D, mm. you know, generic. The files. geometry. And what do they send us? A DWG. Oh, that one. We're talking about that one. Yeah. Be no, nice. no specifics, obviously. Listen to this podcast, but I mean, they're yeah. good people. We like them. But Basically, like, the long and short of that is I can't figure out exactly what it is. I don't know what I'm looking at because it's from like the PDF files. We were able to figure it out. But the DXF or DWG is the PDF file. Yeah. And oddly, this is not the first time it's happened. No, do not use one. Don't use online converters to convert your file from a DWG or a DXF. It's going to look awful. To a step file. It won't work. The formatting was all messed up. Yeah, and so um, how can I put this in a way that so I'm going to stop you. Mm -hmm. Here comes police, Tom. Uh, <laughs> time for some policing. What is, this? is this Kanye? Right. I, I'm going to let you finish. Um, but first, <laughs> yeah, but first the uh, so just to put it into like layman's terms as what much as possible. Well, like, yeah, yeah, all of these are just like, <laughs> okay. if you have like different uh, image file types, if you're familiar, like JPEG, PNG, um, GIF, you know, all sorts of those. It's the same thing with 3D and they all yes, have- those are they all have, model formats. They all have different reasons. They're, you know, certain files have different things reason. embedded in them, like mm. textures, et cetera, but like, um, so there's a reason for different files, just like a PNG has an alpha channel in it, which makes it transparent, whereas a JPEG mm. never will have that. What's an um, alpha channel? I just explained it, Grant. <laughs> the transparency. <laughs> I know. Okay. Um, so they're just different file types. So yeah. when someone's asking for a specific file type, and this happens with me a lot too, you mm. want to give them something on their list of file types because here's something that happens a lot. Never send a resume to someone as a word document um, because no, because not everyone has um what's words uh dot it's like word x or something doc like that x. or it's like doc x yeah um yeah. Doc, doc because x. whatever and you use to open it will interpret it differently yes. yeah because not everyone has word but everyone with a browser on their computer can open a pdf without losing formatting um, mm -hmm. because it's like embedded in the pdf whereas a Correct. word document is just text yeah. so this is just a thing that i know happens a lot to people if someone's asking for a resume or a document where you care at all about the formatting you should send them a pdf unless it doesn't mm -hmm. matter and so similarly which it sounds like what happened with you yeah. is the same thing with 3d or even the same thing with certain image files your formatting colors etc or the way it's going to display this it 3D all goes object, straight to hell We'll go to hell unless you have the right uh, yeah. 
thing because it may look completely different because you might have programs, plugins, blah, 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 mm-hmm. that oh, you yeah. can view this thing with that other people don't have. And it will not resemble have... the original that they sent. That, you no. know, they'll be like, that's not what I sent you. It's like, well, which is why everyone... it looks one way to you. And it's yeah. really different. simple. Yeah. If we say these are the file formats we accept and you don't have it, say, just don't, I don't give don't it to us. Have it. And, yeah, and then we'll work we'll from go there. down this path of what do we do? How do we How get can we get it? it? Yeah. yeah. Right. So this particular client had 2D drawings, and that means we can take those 2D drawings and turn them into 3D. But of course, there's a design expense in that. And that was an expense that currently they're not willing to undertake. Totally understandable. Mm-hmm. Now it's the balls in their court, but there were two weeks of emails. And I finally just picked up the phone and said, All right, I'm done with these emails. Mm-hmm. Let's talk. Anyways, from an engineering standpoint, from an engineer standpoint, I am not an engineer. Spoiler alert, I have two business degrees, no engineering degree. Spoiler alert, I'm also not an engineer. But I do have one caliper. (laughs) Okay, the other two calipers are buried, but I I have two. I I was about to do the ah, ah, ah. Oh, damn it, sorry. Uh, (laughs) You you failed the setup. I can pull out the dial one if you want, but. (laughs) No, no, I don't. uh, It's underneath a graphics card and a broken keyboard. We're not going to get into either of those situations right now. Yeah, so neither of you are engineers, but you know how to talk to people. Yeah. Or at least in my experience. So how would you think... What, what do you think you should uh, do when you talk to an engineer? How would you go about it? Well, so when I do it, right? So I, I'm used to talking to engineers, both ones that are charismatic, like you, Tad, and ones that aren't charismatic. Um, and so you, you have to kind of know their their language, right? You know how the mm-hmm. there's the, the book of the five love language. You got to know the love language of the engineer, okay? Are they a thou kind of person? Are they a millimeter kind of person? Are they a micron kind of person? Are they <laughs> SolidWorks Fusion inventor? I'm a Rio. Uh, Are they a masochist? Do they me, like Katia? Um, yeah. I like uh, I like Pikas specifically. Uh, that's my measurement that I. How do I like. kick someone fr- from this podcast again? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, no, pikas are fine, but it's not. We don't deal with pikas very often. I will say we have in the past, but it's not often that we deal with pikas. We the only time I ever use pikas is on a letterpress, a physical letterpress. What press. even does that equate to in a more um, common good question? It's like a measurement of a pixel, but kind of not really. Ew. It's it's a well, I mean, it's physical. It's like a yes. actual yeah. So they're like a. They're very thin little. Is it like, like a if type you're working on a? Se- it's the type of a letter. Thing. Okay. Uh, no, it's been in there. No, because that's because that's a objective. There's Let's no way simple. you can have the no pikas the letter. Okay. Uh, no, no really? I actually think I have a ruler around here with pikas on it. It, it somewhere. It, it, let's be because the first time you said it, I thought it was like the animal or something. I, I mean, know. yeah. Anyway, but I mean, and, and let's be clear here: when you're working with 3D musketeers you will not be working with a non-charismatic engineer. That's not how this works. If if there is a non-charismatic engineer that's on our staff that would be working on your project, you will likely have a translator working in between. So whether yeah, that's myself right. or somebody else to help. They're kind kept of, in the uh, dungeon. Well, yeah, yeah that's behind lock yeah. and key. They, have, they never do anything dungeon. customer facing. <laughs> yeah. We, we, yeah. No, all engineers need to be kept there because, of, and if you feed them after midnight, it, it, it goes awry. They they start to talk about unions. Yeah, horrifying. So feed them after midnight. Amazon, that's where you screwed up, clearly. Terrifying. <laughs> no, unions don't ever are... throw bread in the engineer hole if you don't <laughs> want unions. No, no, you, you, if, if you don't want unions, just hand out mitt to that's that's the way to do it. <laughs> those are uh, very very high resolution calipers for those that mm-hmm. are. These are not Mintatoyos. These are the Harbor Freight special ten dollar calipers. And for all of you, they're still pretty good though. It's good enough for the girls it's you go out with. Don't for any. Yeah, it's plenty good. Yeah, uh, I think though, if I'm gonna jump in on the whole how I would talk to an engineer. Thing, yeah, let's let's hear this. It's how I would talk to. It's how I would want clients to talk to me who know nothing about what I do. Yes. And I know I know a certain amount about engineering to a point mm-hmm. that stops. But I would much rather just, 
you know, lay out my project or whatever, mm. for whatever reason I'm speaking with said engineer, um, give them drawings that I have. And then, you know what, at that point, I'm also, this is my personality. I'm very hands-off. I would just mm -hmm. stop and I would be like, okay, you ask me questions about this and I will mm -hmm. do my God darn best to answer them or at least help get to a point. But I'd rather them lead the conversation and the thing that they're good at. Oh, for sure. Um, mm -hmm. I'm, yeah. You know. It is, it is not, uh, start like they're a five-year-old and be very, very clear about what you need. Because if mm. there are any assumptions that need to be made, you you run the risk of the engineer potentially just doing what they believe is best, which we try not to do, but a lot of times- Because like, we want it to align with the vision of the customer. Like a great example, we got parts from a client and they were clearly designed in centimeters, clearly. Now, when I asked them for the scale, they said, whatever you normally use. Well, we normally use millimeters. So yeah. if they designed it in centimeters and we import it in millimeters, it's one tenth the size of what it should be. Mm -hmm. And that's a problem. And I'm like, uh, and I loaded and I'm like, no, they definitely designed it in centimeters. And I verified from photos that they gave us. Now, we could have asked them again. But you mm -hmm. do run the risk of pissing people off, saying, well, what do you think I am, a dumbass? No, we just think you're a bad communicator and we're trying not to be rude about it. Right. Um, ultimately, communicate more than what you think is necessary. Don't talk down to people. That's a big difference. But yeah. communicate precisely what you need. And if you are, if you're saying, well, the, they'll understand that. That's too they vague. They will not. Do yeah. not, do, unless you have a, a standing rapport with the person, like the, we've, we've had return customers for years. Um, our food packaging client is the one that instantly comes to mind, right? Mm -hmm. They give us some rough measurements and we just kind of know what to do because yeah, we, we kind of got the, yeah, they started very clearly with locking us into very, very, very specific things. And what they've locked us into carries on to all the new stuff as well. Yeah. And once we have that understanding, it's very easy to do business because you know, they'll just send you random stuff and say, reverse engineer it, make a thing for it and send it to us when you're done. Mm. That's it. There are no further instructions on what to do. And it's not needed because there is kind of like this memorandum of understanding. It's not anything, you know, legit yet. Yeah. LDR, we're working on more paperwork. Sorry, clients, but you know, enough of uh, enough of the former clients have screwed us to where everyone needs to do this now see enough assholes ruin it for the good people mm -hmm. um, by the way i think i'm gonna get that app sumo deal for the for the document <laughs> thing because yeah i realized how um, many documents we could use but nonetheless um engineers by and large and i'm sorry to all the engineers that listen they're not very charismatic as a business owner dealing with engineers charismatic engineers are very difficult to find. And when you find them, you latch on to them, you force them to go into hiding so that no one else can take them from you. You keep them in the dungeon. Mm. Yeah. 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 Thomas, um, you had a thought. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was just going to say, I think this honestly goes for a ton of people's jobs. Oh, um, yeah. And, and most, I feel like, I mean, particularly something as complex as engineering, it sounds backwards, but I think you just got to make it as straightforward and easy as possible because yeah. like it's, you're never, I don't think it's necessary. There is a difference between talking down to someone and making it simple, clearly. Oh, totally. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, make it super simple. Make it like fifth grade understanding level of instructions yeah. because like no one wants to do the extra thinking because I certainly don't. So if my client can give me exactly what they want as close as they can to what it's supposed to be, that's a lot less of my brain power going towards guessing and checking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I would say, yeah. so kind of along with what you're saying, the, the, the difficulty arises when people are coming from one background and trying to talk to another, in this case, you know, regular people trying to talk to engineers and the, the differing standards of what is sufficient to figure out a project or what is needed is going to cause confusion because it doesn't yep. always translate. So the best thing to do is just kind of boil things down into a, a uh, common ground. And then if there are follow-up questions needed, engineers will ask it, you know, um, 
we can basically start from that point and then apply what we need to to figure it out. Yeah, I guess the other thing I would do is I'd probably ask the engineer what they need. Yeah. Yes. Eh, that doesn't happen much. It doesn't, and then, but you know, those are the best clients where they're like, yeah. all right, so I've got files. What format do you need? You know, I've designed mm. it in SolidWorks or Fusion 360 or Inventor. I can send it over to you guys. What file formats do you need? Here are the ones that I can export, right? They're giving and us at least they all even the give you the option. Need. Yeah, yeah, see, that's a lot of people don't even would, wait. That's my yeah. like, that'd be my go to, would just be yeah. give me a list of the stuff that you need for me to make the thing happen, you yeah. know? Cause it's like a, I think it's a collaborative effort, right? Oh, Any for sure. kind well, of endeavor like this, you should like when you're working with a client or um, in my experience with, I mean, there's a weird amount mm. of overlap, but <laughs> uh, when you work with a client, it's like, well, no, this typically it's not a, you drop something on my desk and I do it. It's more yeah. of a, what do you think about this? And it's an ongoing conversation not just a stack of things that, well, what's that you can walk with, like, away the, from. Uh, there's like the, the tree with the tire swing. Ever seen this comic? I'm no? not aware of that comic. I don't. It's think. like uh, what the what the executives wanted, and it's like this really classic like tree with a tire swing oh, hanging from oh, the branch versus what the engineers what, made. What the engineers designed, and it's like way different yeah. you know it's like that sort of thing it's like you you have to both be clear on what your vision is for it and uh how you want to get there because oftentimes if there's not enough uh detail talked about on both sides it's going to yep. end up going in completely different directions and kind of a spoiler for a future episode feature creep is a problem that's true through everyone yeah. engineers particularly are kind of uh, terrible for feature creep because they're going to assume, all right, the client said they need aluminum. You know, the client said they needed steel. Well, do they need H2 tool steel or do they need like a standard 316 stainless? You know what? We're I'm gonna typically going to go with safe. like, yeah, we're going to go with a nicer material unless told to yeah. keep it cheap because why not? It, it, well, and that's why parameters are very, very important because if we don't, knowing what the project is used for as well. And so inventors, I'm looking at you. If you say, I have a project and I want you to design it and you don't tell us what it's for, honestly, we don't care what it's for. If, it, if it's really cool, great. We'll get on a whole talk about why that's a really cool invention. Yeah. But knowing its use case lets us know, is someone going to beat the hell out of it or does it sit on a shelf and look pretty? Right. Mm. Is it a gear for a printing press or is it a gear for your kids whirly gig thing that they're, that they're building? Because those are designed very differently. They're both potentially spur gears, but how they're designed is a little bit different. And you don't want to have to pay for anything more than you immediately need. So, again, clear communication. Well, frankly, clear communication in every aspect of life is a requirement to be successful, period. Mm. If you can clearly communicate with engineers, then you're 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 moving in a direction where everybody is happy. The yeah. other the other set of communications that you need are terms. If you're having any terms and ter uh, terms terms and terms, that kind right? of thing. where like how soon you need the parts, um, oh, I see what, what resolution they're needed, and even further, what your expectations are for paying. Right. So if you come in and say, well, do not say I want net 30 when the project is done. That's not how that works. If you're going to come in and say, I want net 30, that's great. We're happy to accommodate that. Just understand that there is a there's an added risk. And if you listen to a previous episode, we kind of discussed how our pricing works a little bit. We actually was in the previous episode where we talked about how our pricing works and that there Chapter. are multipliers. For Sorry. Yes. <laughs> See, I'm not the only one who does it. Well, we were so used to episodes, and then we listened to Mr. Brandings that he wanted to change it to chapters. Again, I you, like you latched onto that, but it was like a passing joke, and now it's like a full-on thing. I never made a real fight for chapter. You know, I think it might be because there we had a lack of clear communication. Just listen to the yeah. tapes, Grant. Oh, listen to the tapes. I'm not a crook. Um, <laughs> I think like also this is a huge thing with me. It's just like know what you don't know and mm. be comfortable with not knowing. Like yeah. 
you also don't have to understand everything. I think it's good to have a base level of knowing, you know, what's going on. But I've seen once or know, twice though, where like you, you will come across the odd client who's like, no, it's got to be this, this, that, you know, dead certain that the, it has to be a certain way. And, and you can tell okay. they don't know what they're talking about. Well, yes, there are some of those cases, but sometimes they come in and they say, I need this, I need this, I need this, I need this, I, I need it by this date, and I expect to pay this much. Yeah. If all of that lines up with us, shit, that's great. Nice and But simple. oftentimes it doesn't. A lot, like 99% of the time it doesn't. I think yeah. there's been, a, I, if I had a good enough memory and I wasn't so concerned about how much my back is currently hurting me, I could probably pull those numbers out for you. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it, it is it is not common for us to to have that occur. And that does not mean that you need to come with every single thing that you need. It is okay to say, I don't know. But when engineers offer their advice and their expertise, if you're going to if you're going to say, well, I disagree, mm. and you're totally able to. But it's like saying, you know, like w w when a friend or significant other is like, hey, where do you want to go to eat? And you say you don't care. And then they say someplace like, well, no. Dan you better have another place where you want to go. Exactly. If you're going to tell me no. Oh, man, that, that frustrates. And you know what? I'm guilty of it myself. Where it's like, exactly. I don't care where we go. But you know, you said that place. It doesn't ring. That, that, that bell's not ringing for me. Right. And it's the same well, thing with this. And here's a, here's a truth, too. Just because I'm an engineer doesn't mean I'm always right or that I always know the best way. There is Wait, always oh, room that's for right, recording this. Um, um, I... Thomas, can we cut that out just so I can use that <laughs> next time? <laughs> just you just have, have a button on your ammo. desk that plays that clip. Yeah, um, instead, of, yeah. instead of that was easy, it says I'm not always right. <laughs> exactly, though. But see, there's there's uh, a large swath of the population that is uncomfortable with admitting that even when it's like obvious, you know, when shit's falling apart and you're, but people are still like, no, I'm right. And this is the way it's gotta be. It's like, no, I'm open to changing things. And I actually had a project a little while ago that I completely changed the way we were doing it because the client's uh, son was working on a different version and it turned out better. And I'm like, well, then let's go with that approach. There's no yep. reason you know, you can't have like the sunk cost fallacy where you just commit to something and follow it into the, you know, off the cliff. Looking at you as inventors. Yeah. There's always the time to change is any time. You and know, it, 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 this is a great point, And I'm hoping to have somebody on this podcast soon. I, I met it. He was 20. He was the 2013 world's most successful inventor. Mm. Like, oh, first off. Oh my gosh, super cool dude, crazy into 3D printing. We've been talking on LinkedIn back and forth about 3D printing for the past few mm -hmm. hours. So awesome. Uh, but he'll tell you, like, if you stick on something that's just not working, the sunk cost fallacy, just yeah, because, only... oh, maybe it does, maybe doesn't pay the bills. If you yeah. can, may, if, you're, if your partner can maybe pay off their credit card, how does that make you feel? If that doesn't make you feel financially secure or safe, don't say it yourself. Yeah. And look, it is okay with saying, hey, I need to wait a little bit on this project. Or Look, we have a free 15-minute phone call, Zoom meeting, whatever, for a reason. It's so we can have a discussion like this. And if you need to wait, you need to wait. But hey, you know, keep us updated with what's going on. Don't yeah. think that because you're not ready now that we're never going to work with you. Right. All of our engineers here, we are all hungry. Every one of us, we're all hungry and we want to help you make awesome. And that's, that's what this whole thing is about. But we need you to be ready to do it as well. And so when an engineer kind of gives you a timeline, you say, well, what do you mean? You said it was only going to take you 10 hours. Why won't I have it done tomorrow? We have other projects going at the same time. It's not a contiguous 10 hours. Right. I, and you know, I, I, I've considered from a business standpoint of changing it from hours of time to weeks and say, okay, you know, we'll have it done in a week and a half and it's going to be 300 bucks. Yeah. 
I just don't know if that billing helps. by the hour is the easiest way to track the time because on like when our I side it is yeah because like yeah. when I cl I I clock in on a on a little timesheet thing that we have and that's how I keep track of it you know so hi IRS I'm gonna do a quick sidebar on that he clocks in and out so that he can keep track of it is exactly not so that we can tell it him is when not like a W two type thing no Tad is a ten ninety nine. Yes. IRS sidebar completed. <laughs> yes. Full disclosure. No, no, no. It's just a time tracking thing so I can know how long I'm spending on stuff. Although we but, want to make him a W-2, but we just can't afford it yet. Yeah. So, We're getting there. If you're listening and you're not a customer, first off, subscribe, comment, and like, and then... Why are we whispering? I don't know. I'm just going with it. <laughs> Advertising is loud. Hey, everybody, like and subscribe to this Airhorn. video. Do, 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 do. A 3D Musketeers wants your sudden, money. Thomas pulls really out a bad. Let's go, guys. And then I wow. blow into a didgeridoo. I'm just like, do you but have it's, a Vuvuzela or a didgeridoo for a future self-shameless plug? Because we absolutely we not. <laughs> but, Thomas, um, I want yeah. you to. I, I'm going to have to go to Amazon to figure out what Vuvuzelas <laughs> or didgeridoos are going to cost because I have everybody's got to be like $10. Can... I used to give them out at like soccer games and stuff. Right? Here so we they go. They can't be expensive. They can't be. No. It's just a plastic tube. Oh, yeah. Four pack for 10 bucks. Yeah, that's what I figured. I mean, okay, well, that that's not prime ship. $10 shipping, excuse me. It's $20. Mm. Pay in the ass. To be continued on that well, side. But, 3D print some. <sighs> that'll take a while. Let's sidebar on that. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Why don't you just 3D print it? Because, all right, it's $20 to buy them and I'll have it in two days. Versus 3D printing it, which is going to take a few hours of design for me. For Tad, it's like 10 minutes, if that. Or, you know, say, a quick, a quick a perusing single, uh, to Prusa printers revolve. or the other site that runs on a toaster. If we're, try if we're trying to get... It does run Prusa on a toaster, doesn't it? We, we just need to mention them <laughs> as the toaster website. It acts like it runs on a toaster. Also, we totally missed the big piece of news. The day this podcast should come out, and hopefully yeah. it comes out, Stratasys, your patents no longer matter. <laughs> and I'm hoping that March 1st, we are getting some really, really awesome. Uh, the stranglehold uh, is finally done. Yes. And if you are wondering what the Sam Hill are these kids, I should have done that in Hank Hill, but what are the Sam Hill are these kids talking about? You clearly are not subscribed to our YouTube page and you should fix that right now. You should Just watch Grant's industry updates. Subscribe. Yes. Yes, I am starting to do more industry updates, trying to do at least one a week. So if you find a really, really cool news article that you want us to talk about, shoot it over to us. And if you want to come on and we can talk about it together, we'll make it a a, a, a double person episode. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be nice. Yeah, I don't know. What the hell? Let's. I am open to other people coming on and hanging out because at the end of the day, we're all here to make awesome and we're here to further the community and make it better. And to do that, we have to do it together. And you know, for many years, the way that people have gotten around the patents, you know what? Not even gonna talk about it. If you wanna learn more, go watch that industry update video. It's like five minutes. Okay, seriously. It's it was a quick one. You'll spend more time watching YouTube ads for people that actually are monetized. Hey YouTube, I know we don't have a lot of views, but uh we could use the money. <laughs> we have to hit their benchmark can. first. <laughs> yeah, that benchmark has changed. I had a Google AdSense payout a couple of years ago, and I have like three subscribers on my personal page. So that should tell you what how, how YouTube used to anyone could be monetized back in the day. Now you have to have certain metrics, but that's okay. They're a business too. We understand, even though it bothers me so much, and I wish we could be monetized because we really need other sources of income. Okay, thanks. <laughs> thanks, YouTube. Anyways. We have, we kind of have a conundrum where yeah. people are kind of afraid. And Tad, do you have an idea of why people are afraid to talk to inventors sometimes? To inventors or to engineers? What are you? Oh, sorry, engineers. My bad. I was going to say, I don't think anybody's afraid to talk to inventors unless they're like crazy, like Dr. Brown. We've had uh, some of those types. come through too. Oh, great, Scott. <laughs> uh, 
but uh i and i and having dealt with different kinds of engineers i i have felt this myself i think there's a there's an intimidation factor where people will be like oh you know engineers they they know, know all this uh technical jargon and i'm gonna get lost in the conversation and not be able to follow along and and what what is all this about it's like no people engineers are just people and if there's something you don't understand do like thomas does for us say hey, hey hang on hang on a second could you define that so that i can understand what you're talking about because i feel like we need thomas on every call it's <laughs> like sometimes pump that's the, the brakes case. here just a minute kiddo let's let let's go through and talk about you know let's let's unpack right. that yeah. Well, and, and that because they're in different disciplines of engineering, there's even different jargon. So I don't always know, like, I don't know what process engineers in the semiconductor industry are talking about half the time because I'm a mechanical engineer. I do nuts and bolts stuff, and it's not always, there's not always a direct translation. So, Hell, and, it's and not there's not always a direct translation from your world to my world. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know. What? Yeah. And there's no shame in saying, hey, let's talk about this so that we can all define our terms and know what we're talking about be on the same page because that just makes uh arriving at a solution that much faster you know yep. rather than wait you know you got to swallow your pride otherwise if you're just like no i'm not going to admit that i need help well you just added another day to the project because at some other point in the future you're going to have to still have that conversation so yeah it's Ask it's, early, ask often if you yes. don't know something. Yeah, yeah. It. I had a great job where I came on and I was obviously more of the greenhorn kind of, mm -hmm. you know, new uh, to the world of design and everything. And what they told me was great. They were like, please ask questions often, all the time, no matter what. There mm. are no dumb questions. Please ask Just questions. dumb people. Yes. Because that will, because that will keep us from having uh, large problems if, like, there are not enough questions ever. So ask yeah. them as much as possible, because that means then we're all on the same page, and then we know exactly where we're all at with our skill set too, mm -hmm. um, or or our knowledge. You know, maybe you do find that there's someone. The only thing I know is that I don't know anything. Yes. Oh, that's not right, Socrates. That. That's from Socrates, Just, but you know, I bungled the quote. <laughs> you bungled it, but the the, the same principle. The gist of it, yes. Yes. And, you know, Thomas, from your perspective, I know you're not an engineer, and we probably should have... How to Talk to Engineers is a, is a much better title, but it's not what this entire episode is about. It, it's kind of more how to talk to people that are more technical than you. Right? Yeah. So if you're hiring a marketing person, if you're hiring a designer i should probably change how to talk to engineers and designers how to talk to anybody even but but most yeah more honestly, specifically it's like are we going to leave it as just engineers or do we want to that's I a good title live. i don't care no 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 no. it's a good title to start with because that's yeah, primarily grabs, what we're talking about it grabs people yeah. this is really more of how to talk to creatives because yeah. do and especially designers sorry i'm going to call out designers thomas especially the 2d <laughs> designers don't just tell them to just do it because they're going to do it to whatever way they want and sometimes well, that's what you that's that might be what you go for like uh with brent great example for brent when we're doing the print heads thing which we should have had another one i gotta get on mm -hmm. that but uh the print heads thing i said just do it do it in whatever theme you want i don't care i want you to have fun but that's because there are no expectations, right? We just want something yeah. that, that's whimsical, that's fun, that's cute, that that's interesting, that involves Victoria. Huh? If you want your animal drawn, you can reach out to Thomas Podcast <laughs> at 3dmusketeers.com. But um, you know, that those are cases where you can say, hey, just have fun. But it's not common that, that happens with with well, designers. Well, you, that's, that's also, a, again, it's, it's really, it gets confusing and sometimes it's like snooty and stupid, but oh, yeah. there's a, there's a very big difference between an artist and a designer. 
um, mainly being if you're an artist and someone commissions you, that's way more in line with do what you want. Yes. Because they're, they're commissioning, commissioning you because, because they like your style. Because you are an artist doing the art thing. But if you're a designer, you're designing for a goal. You're designing right. for a very clear objective. Not to yep. say that artists aren't, especially when commissioned, but as a designer, you're more designing towards like a business outcome or advertising or, you know, you are doing something to serve a purpose or mm. a communication goal a lot of the time. That's, yep. a, again, that's like a broad generalization. But um, so, yeah, I mean, you just need to like give... I mean, it, a lot of the time it's harder if we're just working our, you know, doing our job to work with just do what you want, mm -hmm. because then we're going to run into what if you don't like what we did and like, then either you're unhappy and then we have to redo it or you're unhappy and you're stuck with it and you had to pay for it anyway. Mm -hmm. So like, what would you rather have, you know, I think it's just one of those. Cause then you can't, you know, you have to pay for it either way. So either you pay more money to get it redone or you're stuck with it, you know? And I mean, in a good contract, you're making sketches first. Also make all your changes in the sketch phase. Yeah. By Decide on what you want before you've gotten to the really nitty gritty because I mean, that's kind it's... of what we did for the 3d Musketeers logo. And if you are wondering, what do you mean? logo we rebranded in january and we actually brought you through the entire process we're hoping mm -hmm. to have the website rebrand episode coming up too mm -hmm. yes eh? and soon <laughs> enough i still have to send you stuff for that thomas i apologize yeah, yeah. i'm just waiting on i've been busy how long does it take to write a bio more this energy many. than i had <laughs> obviously but you're a homeowner now which is pretty cool that's true that is true. Closed uh, last week. And all the fun things that come with being a homeowner. I'm in debt forever now. No, you have an investment, hopefully. Yeah. It's just, it, it, it is interesting to me to see the differences. There's a home around the corner for me that was for sale. I'm like, oh, I've always liked this property. It's on two acres. It has two helipads, licensed helipads. Two. Oh. Because hmm. the previous homeowner was a helicopter mechanic oh dude died they want 800 grand for the house it hasn't been updated since the 70s sorry yeah. no and it, it is on the water and it's a ski lake and I, I don't care i don't care two helipads are cool that like if, if, if we got rich off a of GameStop or something yeah. totally <laughs> but we didn't be, because memes i guess hmm. uh but we didn't so uh, yeah, I, it's just, it's interesting to me what, what, what land values go for, but you know, at, at the end of the day, technical matters so much. Don't assume that the person you're talking to knows what's going on in your head. If we did, oh my gosh, that'd be think, a lot better. You could just read the mind of the clients. Like, oh, these assholes are going to do all this work and I'm not going to pay them. Oh. That'd be so nice if we found those people out in the beginning. <laughs> but yeah. uh, it, on anything, I mean, we're, we just did some cookie cutters and there were very little instructions given. Now, the person that requested them, it's been a long-term friend of mine. So I have an idea of what they were looking for, but it did take more time than normal to go from that art to part because because of what was left unsaid right there wasn't a lot of set instructions and i think we would have gotten to this point no matter what had they just told us to do it and just send them when when we're when they're done and never send them any art we probably would have gotten to the same thing um mm. I'll, I'll shout them out since i haven't shipped them yet it's umi oh that looks really good yeah Gorgeous. Uh, we have we have these and then we have these mm, so cute. the ones that are solid um, don't know which ones are going to work better. And for those wondering, that is correct. You can 3D print cookie cutters. No, they're not food safe. Don't be an idiot. You can you can put a piece of saran wrap in between it. It'll be fine. Or you can clean it out a lot of times. Or they're one-time use, right? You do it for one batch of cookies. But let's be real. Cookies are baked in an oven. Most of that bacteria is gone. What you're worried about is not being able to get this clean and it starts to get kind of gunky but yeah because uh, there's really there's a limit to how clean you can get that yeah i mean and here i'll put it close to the microphone all you asmr <clears throat> people microphones up or yeah, 
microphones up. Damn it, Grant. Turn your headphones up. Yeah, it's, it's a rough surface. Are, it, it's the layer lines. And this is even sanded a little bit to make it a bit smoother. Uh, and that's that's commonplace. That's commonplace with 3D printing. Um, and so, Thomas, when people are, you know, let's say they're an inventor, because we're focusing heavily on inventors this year, if that wasn't clear with the Making Awesome Academy that you definitely haven't seen yet. And if you haven't, and we've already made the announcement video, you should go check to see if the announcement video is live. If it's not, then don't go look because the website won't be up. But if the announcement video is live, hey, you should go to makingawesome.academy because we're pretty dope like that and we have a TLD. But uh, top level domain. See, I'm, 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 Thomas is in my head like, what the hell's a TLD, Bobby? Top level domain. Uh, Too Thomas, long didn't read? That's TLDR. Oh. Um, in the case of designing and art, and so that's for, let's go with a brand package, right? Yep. That's something we're going to be offering people. What do you want or what is your expectations? Yeah. Like what do you need as a starting somebody? point? And, and let's go with bare minimum, what I wish I could get. And this would be the ideal client. So what, what, what are your kind of three spreads here? Well, I guess, I mean, a lot of it, who are, do these guys, like, are we starting from absolutely nothing? No name, no, or do I they have a name? Maybe they have a name, but it may not be good. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I, ideally, I just want a meeting, you know, because I'll ask a lot of the questions. Um, but to come prepared to that meeting, it's like, get ready to tell me about your business. So I well, know yeah, exactly what your business is let's say we're not doing in, you know, let's say Zoom's not possible, right? If they're just sending it to you via email, hey, Thomas, you know, my name is John Smith. I'm looking to get some branding done on my new idea. Here's the CAD that 3D Musketeers has already done for me, you know, and here are some renders that maybe you had a hand in. Um, this is my idea for the name, but I'm open to other suggestions. Let's talk about logos. What do you need from me? All right, so what, yeah. what are you going to tell John Smith that that he needs? I mean, I'm just going to send him a big old list of questions. What's your business? I remember that, like, because you sent that to me too. Mm -hmm. It's just I questions. See if I can find them. Um, it's basically just like, do you have any existing ideas? Like, give them to me. Every single one. Uh, paper sketch is great. Like napkin sketch of what you think the logo should look like. Um, a list of logos that you like. Um, I start with logos a lot. Identity isn't just a logo. Logos may be like, if we're really getting into it, logos probably less than 50% of an identity. Um, That's fair. When it comes down to I'm it. I'm finding this out. Yeah, yeah. but logo is a great starting point because I mean, it's great to have the identifier. So it can inform the rest of the, the brand. Exactly. Yeah, so imagery. it's a great starting point. So, you know, like I want very specific answers to questions. So it'll be like, give me, blank amount um mm -hmm. if you can you know give me 10 logos you like um generally anything it can even be the most popular logo you've ever seen just give them to me let me see them give me napkin sketches of things you have then give me a list of things that you would like to see in a logo we will not use all of them we will use one maybe <laughs> by the end of it but just this is like the ideation process like we're collaborating you know i'm not just someone who makes up stuff on the spot I'm taking what you want and synthesizing. Well, I don't know about that last part, um, Thomas. What last part? <laughs> Making up stuff on the spot. Oh, well, I do that all the time, but <laughs> <laughs> uh and so and then like you Improvise, know adapt and overcome. We yeah. never talk about color, so you won't get that until later anyway. Um people get too attached to color, so we would never talk about it. It's and then totally names... true, by the way, for those saying, well, I'm not gonna get attached to color. I said literally the same thing. And so Thomas sent uh, sent me like a logo with some really crappy colors on it. I'm like, I hate that. Mm. He's like, you do know that's the same logo that you liked two hours ago, mm. but I sent it to you with different colors. And now you don't like it. Mm -hmm. it's just... And it, it was all, yeah. So yeah, guilty. It's just the, yeah. I mean, it's just the way people are too attached to color. So you don't show them color. Um, but 
yeah, I mean, those are kinds of the questions. And it's like, what do you want this logo to feel like? And that's always a super hard question for people. What, what, what response do you want elicited from people? And so how I do that, and no one ever listens, so that I always get more, I say like, give me five words straight. Five words that, what, that this logo represents. Um, I always get sentences and paragraphs of what it's supposed to represent. But yeah, you got to like distill that. But you know, if it's more, that's okay. But it's a great starting point to get people's brains working and trying to distill what they want out of a logo. Mm-hmm. I did one a while ago. This is a long time ago now, but I remember it was like very straightforward and they were like, I want speed, friendly, blah, blah, you know, te- speed, friendly tech, these things. And I'm like, yeah, oh, I know those are all things. Yeah. The little I, yeah. cash robot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you can uh, incorporate those things, you know, like, and, and so now I have all this information and if I have a sketch and, you know, now it's up to me to throw some of that stuff away. Like, yeah. Some of that stuff it's not, it's not necessarily going to be important. No, it, honestly. And if by the end of it, none of that stuff makes it in, it's all part of the process, but we need right. a good, strong base starting points that we're on the same page of like what you want, because it's for you, not for me. <laughs> which is why I'm not going to just do whatever I want. I was going to say, it's the client who has to live with it. Exactly. And it's important yeah. to them, you know, like, so and that's why it has to be it. good. The last no. thing you want to do in, whether it's 2d, 3d, 4d, I, I don't care how many dimensions you're working in. If you rush the people, the engineers, the artists, the designers, you're going to get a subpar product because what, what, what ends up occurring? We get frustrated. We want to kick you to the curb. And the goal is let's just make it, you know, let's just give them what exactly what they asked for. When they get mad at us, we'll charge them a change order and we're going to bill them extra because, well, you're being an asshole. Well, and it may not get the careful consideration that you would get if you gave it the time it needed. Exactly. Like, I mean, there's a there's a big difference between having someone just there to produce, you know, like, you know, just make the thing or develop the thing, design yeah. the thing is a very a different yeah. thing. And you can pay us for those different things. Like I've done plenty of things that are just, you know, do the design work horse part of it, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, don't expect high level design thinking work on that, especially if the deadline's short, because that's just not what that's for. They're different oh, yeah. things entirely. So give it time. Yeah. And, and time can be both your biggest friend and your worst enemy. If, if you're an inventor and you have all the time in the world, great. If you're an inventor and you're trying to get something done very, very, very quickly and you're not willing to pay for that, you've got an issue. And if you're wondering about all of this, well, you're talking about inventors a lot, but I don't know what any of this costs. Go watch last week's episode or listen to it. Honestly, that one, that one was probably, yeah, that episode was perfectly fine being an audio only. Yeah, we didn't um, really have any visuals on that one. No, we didn't. And if you are on, if you're listening to us on iTunes, please make sure to give us a rating. Please make it five stars. If you have a problem and you would make it less than five stars, just reach out to us directly. I cannot describe to you all out there listening enough how much less than a five-star rating hurts a small business. Uh, 3D Musketeers has, I think it's over 40 five-star reviews on Google and a one, one-star rating. And all it says is closed and it was because google <laughs> which is the up- worst reason to make a bad review it's like exactly oh and i'm sorry it took our we were in the top five for our google ranking because you know we had nothing but five stars everyone loved us that one star review kicked us to the third page and it wasn't our fault google had not actually updated our change of address yet so the person went to our old shop which wasn't there anymore but instead of calling us and just asking they decided to write a one star review and that really, really hurt our business. I don't. I still don't think we're back in the top five uh, because that kind of stuff sucks. And Google refuses to remove it. They said, "Well, did they go to your business address on Google and were you closed?" Like, "Well, you didn't update my address." Well, sir, that's not our problem. Yeah. I'm like, well, <sighs> what? It's like you got a gun to my head and you don't, you know, you don't let me decide if there's one in the chamber or not. Uh, but either way, look, be kind to your small business owners. If you got a problem with them, reach out to them directly first. And if they tell you to pack sand, then leave them a bad review. Totally. Like if they're just being dicks to you, leave them a bad review. But otherwise, before you leave a bad review, reach out to the people personally. 
it'll go a lot longer into making a successful relationship. Um, you know, I mean, literally the last review that we just got, I spent two and a half hours on a call with somebody uh, who had a Prusa printer that they were having problems and Prusa support, God bless their hearts. They're really, really awesome. Um, but they, uh, they're not the best at being very, very technical mm. because they have to assume, like we just said, that the average person does not necessarily know everything that they're talking about. And by the time you get through this, hey, I really know what I'm talking about, you're pretty frustrated. Yeah. And that's why, you know, I, I, I wish Prusa could do like a live phone support, but there is no way in hell they could do it. Um, God bless them for having 24 hour a day live human chat That's it's really awesome. impressive is what it is yeah it is incredibly impressive and and to their credit i've had great interactions with support i mean we uh we made an order and then the next day they released a product that we really wanted so i said hey has this order shipped yet and they're like nope I said can i add this on there yep here's your paypal link done like it took longer for me to get someone than it did and yes, there's no such thing as a perfect machine. And this person was having a pretty tough time with their printer. But I walked them through. They, the, this person was only buying pre-built. And I think I convinced them to buy a kit the next time they buy a printer. It's uh, just worth it. You get a much better experience. She's like, how do you take apart the extruder? I said, it is four main screws and then two ancillary screws. The entire extruder comes apart. But which yeah. ones are they? I said, ah. See, Read it's about the book. Knowing, yeah. It, 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 it's about, you know going through it well she didn't assemble the printers um ultimately i'm pretty sure we have it printing I'll, i'm hoping to hear back from her sometime early next week uh but nonetheless you know that's a great experience and she's like well how can i repay you i said if you feel so compelled a google review goes a long way but realistically just spreading the word and if you out there the listeners out in the land of the radio waves are are wondering how can i support you guys, us being 3D Musketeers, mm -hmm. making awesome podcasts. Tell more people about us. Like, comment, share, subscribe. If you have an idea that you want to, you know, get thrown through the ringer, uh, we will have that option. You know, we, we want to help you out with that here at 3D Musketeers as well. Uh, and we're going to start offering real idea, uh, oh, what the hell? Idea reviews, I guess. Mm -hmm. So we're going we're gonna to look at your idea with whatever non-disclosure and you know whatever you need to have on there so we can look at it and you're going to pay us for it because this is not knowledge we're going to give away anymore but where we believe your your product sits in terms of a of a price point because we don't want to waste your time either and if for 50 to 50 to 100 bucks we can answer for you whether or not we believe that your product is going to succeed we might just save you a ton of design time i was going to say we uh <laughs> um yeah, we might be able to improve this process a little bit by getting that out at the beginning rather than having to approach that at the, you know, the middle or the end. And this is a lot of my fault because as the business owner, we've been very much just to get it out there. You know, um, Chris Kermitzos, very famous for the Start Ugly. He has a whole book called Start Ugly. If you haven't read it, go read it. Chris Kermitzos is a, a good friend of mine here in Tampa Bay. Uh, but it's start ugly, fail forward, fail often. And we failed a ton as 3D Musketeers. There have been multiple projects where we're like, look, we just can't do this. And we mm -hmm. tried and we lose a ton of money. But, but that's it's better it's to know that. It's, yeah. it's a good thing to be able to admit. And I think a lot the of those... probably... Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, you get into trouble when you double down on things and just say, no, I'm going to do it. It's like, no, sometimes it's okay to quit. If you are able to learn from it and do it better the second time. And they say, you know, 15%, right? Or is it less than that? It's 15% or less of, of invention ideas actually get made. Right. That yeah, sounds about right. And I think it's less than 1% of that 15% actually are successful. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the gentleman that, I've been speaking to on LinkedIn, uh, heard him talk of the Tampa Bay Inventors Council, uh, of which I am a board member for. I need to be uh, full disclosure about that. Uh, I don't get paid for it, but, you know, it's a volunteer role. Yeah. But uh, 
his he and his legal team were on talking about their challenges defending their patent and the question was asked how much money was spent defending the patent and the answer was it was financially a good move for the company in the long run mm -hmm. there was not a number given but what you can what we can ascertain is that the number that they made from defending it and winning was larger than the amount of money they spent to defend it. Now, that could be a dollar, that could be $1 million, it could be $10 billion, mm. but it means it was successful. But I can tell you, based on those attorneys and the presentation they put on, which I am really trying to get them to come on this podcast, by the way, uh, I think this individual and that law firm would make for really cool guests uh, to talk a little bit more um, hardcore professional. We had Chris Tanner on, we had uh, David Stein on, and they were both awesome. We love them both uh, to death. But, um, you know, David doesn't really work too much in IP and patent for inventors. And Chris is very much, he's professional, but he's very emotional. And there's more to it than the story, right? He's going to tell you about how he wanted to punch somebody in the face. These attorneys are going to tell you the facts, nothing but the facts and only the facts. It was very interesting to hear them and, and see the stark differences. I like talking to Chris Tanner more personally, but he and I, uh, you know, on the same level. Uh, but yeah, when you look at talking to people that you are looking to pay, be very clear in it. And, and I think that's the best way, right? You, How you get out what you put in. What is the best way to talk to engineers? It's to communicate clearly, concisely, and I need another C. Clearly, concisely, and cogently. collaboratively. Co well, yeah, collaboratively. Collaboratively is, the best is good. Yeah. All right. It's the three a Cs street. of talking to engineers. There you it's go. It's a two-way street, right? It, it can't it, just be like, here, figure it out. It's like, no, there's got to be some back and forth. Look, we could do a hey, figure it out, but you got another zero on your project because of it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I nice. mean, that's that's what it comes down to. And we are currently, as of this uh, episode, accepting guest applications. They are on our website, three dmusketeerscom slash podcast. It's a little link about three quarters of the way down. Uh, there'll be a form to fill out. So if you want to come on the podcast, talk about how you make awesome, what you do, why you do it, and why. We don't care what you make. We want you on. We want to hear about your story. We have tons of topics we can keep talking about, uh, but we definitely want to hear more from the community. So if you out there want to come on and talk to us, to the people, to our listeners, uh, please do. Uh, we're obviously still a little bit new in this. We don't, we're not, it's not the JRE experience. Okay. We're not Joe Rogan's podcast. JRE. Damn it. I did it like an ATM machine because it's the Joe Rogan experience experience. Damn it, Grant. Mm -hmm. We're not the GR, we're not the Joe Rogan Experience podcast. We're not. You know, we're not a thousand episodes in with heavy hitters like Elon Musk. We're not yet. What's up, Elon? You want to come on this podcast? Yeah, buddy. Hey, I've got that screenshot where we had 420 views and 69 in the week. Does that get us a, a Elon Musk as a <laughs> as a guest? I never did post that, and I should have. You should have. Oh well, that's fine. We can actually mess with the metadata on the website and change it and redo it, but. Nonetheless, we want to hear from you, the community. We want to know what you guys want to hear. If you like these educational style episodes, uh, every now and then we, we definitely want to keep doing education, but we want to throw in some really cool industry experts and people that you all want to see, whether it's your favorite YouTuber. Um, so Joel Telling, Uncle Jesse, uh, hell, we can have Billy Rubin back on, although Billy is going to be very difficult to get. Congratulations, Billy, on the full-time job. She is working at a government makerspace in, in Brisbane, Australia, which is so cool. We could not be happier for her. Maybe we get Geeky Faye back on to talk about all her new endeavors, fixing her coffee pot, or no, her teapot and her rice cooker. Mm -hmm. She blew the metal oxide varistors in all ah. of them because they're USA voltage and she lives in the UK. Oops, a doozles. Yeah, that'll do she, it. She had an, a, a, a mauve explode, Tad. It exploded. I've never, and a metal oxide barrister, for those that don't know, it's like a. Wait, what's, how a big of a difference in voltage is it? I didn't think it was that 110 much. 110 to 220, just a bit. Oh. Yeah. And it mm. blew oh. up. The photo of it is just in pieces. I'm like, 
That's not what yeah. mobs are supposed. I mean, it did its job, right? It destructively yeah, yeah, yeah. failed. But, but I mean, luckily those explode. parts are. I mean, most people would throw those things away, but that those parts are all replaceable. They are, but oddly, it's really difficult in the UK. We almost uh, bought them here to 3DM and then shipped them out to her, but she was able to get 25 of them for it was nine dollars and twenty dollars to ship it, so it was twenty nine dollars total for the whole thing. Yeah, pounds, excuse me, not dollars, because eh. whatever that equals. But nonetheless, dues. We want to hear from you guys uh, because we understand there's a lot of people out there making awesome and we want to highlight you. We want to show you off uh, because that's where that's where this industry is going. We all got to help each other so we can all uh, continue to make awesome together. As always, this episode and all the other chapters are supported by 3D Musketeers. If you want to make awesome, you can contact us with the links down in the description below. My name's Grant. We got Tad and Thomas. Thank you all so much. It's a bit of a short episode, but that's all right. Stay safe out there. Call your loved ones. Let them know that you're out there and that you love them. And as always, keep making awesome. Have a good one.